I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello! 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 I'm doing a big intro. Wow. No, it's not. It, it's Ryan. I'm doing a, I'll do a Ryan intro. Hello. Hello. So that was that was you doing an intro, Ryan, as Anthony. Is that, that right? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Cool. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Because it was. We should be uh, transparent. People will believe that was Anthony. And yeah, that's yeah. true. I am Ryan Baxter, the intern. Uh, introduce yourselves. Go on, do it. I, go on. I'm Anthony go on. Richardson, CEO of Football Land. Mm, you're not supposed to say that bit. I'm Mark Davison, and the bit I'm not supposed to say is Chief Ride Engineer. Well, we all got the tattoos, so it's a bit late for you know, kind of backpedaling on that one, isn't it? Mm. Do you, are you regretting having yours tattooed across your forehead? <laughs> yeah. Right. Three more rides, two hours, one somebody else's, correct? Yes. That's, that's correct. That and, correct. And huge news as well, Ryan. Yeah, massive news. Another patron who has exclusive name, name and rights of the car park. His name's Ed Singleton. Ed Singleton. He wants to name the car park. This is not a car park, like the Susinipa in Peep. One peep. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's been very cheeky. So so hang on, does that mean that we're going to have a bit of problem with that car park because people will not know whether to park in it? Is it going to be a completely empty car park or are people going to understand the joke straight well, away? I think I think even though we hope Football Land will be very, very successful, we do have a an excess of car parks now. This is mm. the fourth car park. So I think if one is signposted, this is not a car park and it remains empty that's fine do you know what that it could be the staff car park true it could actually be the staff car park yeah and you could put this is not a and then in really tiny letters public car park <laughs> that, <laughs> so, really so speaking then. though that's against ed singleton's wishes and we have no, to obey his wishes i don't think you can speak for ed singleton <laughs> there was and, no you know, small print in uh his his patreon communications so there is room to you know maneuver Let's right. say great. I, I'm great. Lo- loving all these uh, patrons coming on board. It's brilliant. It's brilliant for our business. But are, are we going to end up having more car parks than park? Yeah. Well, great if so, because people love cars, and you know Clarkson and uh, Hammond and the other one, James May, they can come along do a whole TV show in in our parking lot. So you're... this is the biggest number of car parks per square mile <laughs> in the world. So people can have individual car parks, maybe, or or else. They'll they'll trek across the Qatari desert. They'll park right at the back of the 157th car park. Mm. They'll take most of the day to get into the park where we've run out of space, and it's just it's just a coconut shy with a wig on. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's get on with our rides then. Uh, what, yes. have you, what have you got, guys? Go on. 
So I'm I'm up first, and I'm I will be doing JJ Okocha's Phoenix Knights Club. Right, <laughs> Mark. Nice. What's your, you've got the Patreon this week, Mark. I'm what doing the Patreon, yes, which is from Rob Lindsay, and he's called it the Paolo Di Canio Springeri. You've got to do the accent, right? Otherwise, it doesn't. The Paolo Di Canio Springeri ride. There you are, lovely. And I've got chant if you want to go faster. But first. Mark, you've been doing some work for once. Yeah, yeah, I decided I couldn't have another completely lazy week of doing absolutely sweet football association, so I have done an advert for uh, Nick Miller's Whack-A-Mole. Here it is. Watford Whack-A-Mole. Lovely Ryan, stuff. Ryan, yes. Phoenix Knights, massive TV series in England in the 2000s. Yes. You've made a, a theme park ride out of it. Yeah, I guess for, for the uninitiated, Phoenix Knights was a, a sitcom um, based around Peter Gay, who is a, is a comedian from Bolton. Mm. So in honour of that and in honour of JJ Kocha, one of the greatest players ever to grace the Premier League, I've come up with JJ Kocha's Phoenix Knights club it's not a working men's club it's not a working men's club and there's also a k on the nights which is important right. which is very doesn't necessarily come across in uh, in audio maybe knights. like a night night of old like, like heather night. night yeah exactly round table yeah and essentially you know so we've got a scoffiation nosh ball uh-huh and we've got some other sort of food stalls um but we've not really got another restaurant and and particularly not a big restaurant to rival a scoffiation nosh ball so I'm proposing a medieval-themed restaurant run by uh, none other than JJ Okocha. Right. Has he, has he, on his Wikipedia, any yep. investments into the hospitality industry? Because he no, was great at free kicks, so he can you, serve things. Yes. How many waiters do you know pick their stuff onto the table that, of the people that have ordered it? Uh, well, it would be a great themed restaurant. Yeah. I imagine Heston would be able to find some way to kind of make a, the food kind of stick to the plate and it be wanged and also then be edible off the plate. Yeah. So I'm not sure if either, either of you have um, been to one of these medieval themed restaurants, but the uh, the staff take it really quite seriously, don't they? I've not been to one. I've seen them advertised and I my reaction is to run as far away as possible. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure whether they're sort of out of work actors or sort of people taking second sort of second jobs to let off some steam, but but they they love it. They sort of you know like to shout at you and uh, put you in your place if it's the king or the there's, queen. There's always a busty wench, isn't there, in a kind of unreconstructed. We can get away with being sexist and misogynistic because it's olden times. Yeah. And and the weirdest thing is that sort of the costumes are not really that accurate. They seem to be sort of borrowed from the the German themed restaurant. They 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 just look sort of like the lady lederhosen type thing. Mm. Uh, yeah, they have them in America as well, which I had no idea about. And the Americans take it way more seriously than we do. Uh, they've sort of turned it into a dining version of gladiators. Yeah. So essentially, you've got JJ Koch's Phoenix Knights uh, Club, and there's. Basically, there's only going to be one king or queen in this scenario, and it's it's JJ Okocha. Right, uh, he's he's the king as he enters. Let's say we'll call it like the old Reebok arena. When he enters, you all have to sort of stand up and sort of bow to him, um, and he's going to have sort of a, a you know a collection of hangers on like they do in in courts of ye olde days. Yeah, um, 
And I think there's lots of lots of different roles and uh, other bits of entertainment up for grabs, and that's definitely got to be from those um, sort of Bolton teams that uh, he played for, for sure. Who's who's the Pope then? Is it Sam Allardyce? It's it's got to be Big Sam, hasn't it? Probably got to be Big Sam. I was thinking Yossi Escalina's probably got to be the head waiter. Ivan Campo. Yeah, if you, uh, I had Fernando Hierro and Ivan Campo down. There's probably a couple of Spanish ambassadors, right? Um, <laughs> like Corti. Yeah, sort of <laughs> like courtiers. From, from they, they come land. over from Prince Philip, whoever. They want to bend JJ Koch's ear. What, what the hell was going on with Bolton in in the late noughties? I mean, that that is a hell of a squad. Well, early yeah. noughties, wasn't it? I mean, not only did they have an amazing first team, they, they, they still managed to do fuck all. I guess Big Sam was one of the first real kind of innovators, wasn't he, in terms of analytics and he had a huge backroom staff and and all of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. And so I guess the, the reason why they managed to pick up so many of these big names was partly that, partly come play in the Premier League, partly get a decent wage. But to answer the second bit of your question, I guess they were all Aging, yeah. Um, mm. you know. Do you want one yeah. last big like hurrah in the Premier hurrah, League? Yeah. Can you not get into a better team? Come to Bolton, like yeah. brilliant. I think in, that was in the fact, pitch. Pretty much every like Portsmouth tried it as well, didn't they? Although it, when Okocha was there, it wasn't it wasn't the end of his career. He he his previous club was PSG, and he he was the most expensive African player in the world when he joined PSG. Yeah. It was only a few years, like four years later, that he joined Bolton. Maybe the exception that proves the, the rule. Um, I mean, it, it was odd that Anelka ended up there. I mean, I know he'd sort of pissed everybody off in the world off at that point, other than Sam Allardyce, um, of which I've just realised that this probably should be Sam Allardyce's Phoenix Knights club because both him and the, mm. the Peter K character drink vast sort of copious amounts of uh, of alcohol from <laughs> pints of, of wine. <laughs> from you can just imagine Sam Allardyce slathering over a busty winch as well, can't you? <laughs> yeah, you he, could. Yes. Yes. Chewing on a full oven-ready chicken. It, it'd be good, though, with the Pope thing if, like, uh, we did see some smoke over a chimney and that, that meant that <laughs> Sam Allardyce was in town. <laughs> <laughs> but Henry VIII got rid of the Pope, didn't he? So well, this is uh, that wouldn't this actually is work. It, this is where it gets really interesting because I guess this is, if we nail this down to that period, that's definitely where there's going to be some tensions because obviously uh, I think I think Akocha left mid-season, didn't he? Some, some interesting facts about how, how they organised banquets in Henry VIII's time, uh, I think relevant to, to JJ Akocha's Phoenix Knights. Uh, firstly, the amount of courses you had depending on your status. Yes. So... JJ Okocha as top dog would have like 15, 16 courses, whereas if, if you're of low status, you just get one course. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and you weren't and allowed the, to eat more than the people above you either, right? You had to leave If they stopped eating, plate. you had to stop as well, yeah. Yes. Perhaps the greatest fact about Tudor banquets was mm. they never did any washing up. They had vast amounts of crockery, and what they used to do is just chuck it out the window at the end of it in, into a river. The Greek influence. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was uh, Stelios, Giannakopoulos. <laughs> so maybe Stelios at the end is the is the bus boy, and he comes around and collects all the plates, and mm. instead of washing them, smashes them uh, in a corner. I'd want that job. That would be a great what, job to what's have. What's the... 
the sort of Phoenix Knights aspect of it in terms of the right. working men's well, club sort of entertainment and in general? Is there a, a guy going around on a mobility scooter, for example? Not a mobility. I think we need to keep it in period. Maybe we could have someone going around on a mobility pony. <laughs> I think essentially the, the only link to Phoenix Knights, the um, the TV show here, is everybody has to speak in a Bolton accent for the whole right. night. Okay. Okay. Um, even the Spanish ambassadors. Um, I'm up for this in a big way. As long as people can kick the food on plates, because we had that at Escoffiation Noshbal, actually. We had spherical food that waiters yes. can boot to you. Um, yeah. But JJ Cocker's free kicks were so immense and so sort yes. of bendy, weren't mm. they? That if someone can curl a cantaloupe melon around a wall and land it on your plate, as, as the starter. Yeah. Uh, it, it also, it's tantalising, isn't it? Because, you know, the melon's coming for you and you're like, oh, my starter's coming, my starter's coming. And then it bends <laughs> away at the last minute and it goes to the person next to you and you're like, oh, God. It would be amazing if he could land it on someone's head and they have to wear it for the rest of the banquet as a kind of big fruity helmet. It really relies on him being at the top of his game. Otherwise, some people are just not eating. He has an off night and they're just all hitting sort of the the back plastic ass wall um, <laughs> and nobody eats. I was thinking Idaka Johnson and sort of Goodney Bergson, uh, they're sort of probably, I don't, I don't know whether Vikings, this is, we were, we're mixing, uh, it's fine, they're t- it's totally fine, they're Vikings and they're Maybe they should some... be Vikings <laughs> from the future just to really yeah, mash they, it up. Yeah, they've come on their hovering um, longboats. What, what role does Kevin Nolan play? I haven't, well, I'm not sure, I've focused on the sort of foreign dignitaries at the moment. I've got Yuri Jukov is a French spy. Well, Ke- Kevin Nolan's kind of like the uh, kind of not the dog's body because he was the captain, wasn't he? But he kind of did everything, the grunt work, didn't he? If, if he he just he's on grunt duty, he just sits in the corner grunting. No, well, because he wrote a very boring blog for the B- BBC Sport website for about five years, didn't he? And it was every week, it was very very boring anecdotes so maybe he could be a after dinner speaker who uh, sends, <laughs> sends people to sleep medieval times <laughs> like, like a Japanese no theatre I guess we need some kind of sword fighting or jousting probably that's going to be El Hajjur for sure mm. probably Nicholas and Elka that's right. a kind of that's a jousting match I want to see on ponies probably Maybe the mobility ponies could um, could double up. I mean, I, I'm never going anywhere near a medieval banquet, but if El Hajjuf and Nicholas and Elka are jousting each other on mobility ponies, then I'm in. You couldn't get me away yeah, from... Yeah, would it be a mismatch if Eidegard Jonsson on his hovercraft wrestled <laughs> one of the ponies? Is that unfair? Or, or um, could a, a pony could, could puncture his inflatable skirt. There is an Achilles heel with hovercraft. Is he wearing an inflatable skirt or is the inflatable skirt on the hover longboat? Well, I was about to say the latter, but I think him wearing an inflatable skirt is much better. If he's a Viking from the future, he would float in on an inflatable skirt So fight a pony. Hover longboats are now like sort of those winkle picker shoes um, (laughs) in the future. And you've got an inflatable Tudor skirt. um, And in that in combination, it makes you sort of hover around... um, I'm definitely wearing both of those and I'm definitely yeah. hovering hovering my ass down to um, JJ Cutcher's <laughs> Phoenix Nights Club to watch El Hadjuf and uh, Nicholas and Elka joust it out on um, mobility ponies. All right then, yeah, I think that's probably it. I think I think we've pushed it as far as we can for now. And right. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, after three, all say uh, make a noise. One, two, three. Oh. Yeah. That's in. Congratulations, Ryan. Congratulations. Brilliant. Dost thou want to eat chicken and wear ladies' tights? 
Then come to the banquet at J.J. Okocha's Phoenix Nights. Scoff down the meat lumps and toss away the bones. The history is all accurate, it's based on Game of Thrones. If you're landed gentry, there's 58 courses to take on. If you're stinky shit peasant, you go halves on an acorn. There's Pope Aladici having a pint of mead with the ref. And who's this busty wench? Yes, it's Yuri Jorkaev. Mark, engagement time. You've got some engagement. Yes, we've been engaged. We have been engaged by Rob Lindsay, who mm. uh, engaged us a couple of weeks ago. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he then got back in touch with a ride, so we're yes. featuring it this week. It is the Paolo di Canio Springeri ride, and Springeri is Italian for push stroke shove. So Rob Lindsay writes, this will be a roller coaster ride of sharp ups and downs like Paolo Di Canio's career with an added whirlwind of controversy. Nice. From the bad Paul Alcock push to the Sieg Heiling to oh. the genius of that magnificent volley and skills, mm. a real maverick of the footballing world. Many thanks, Rob Lindsay. Whoa, whoa, Rob. Oh, it's not finished. It's not finished. Oh, good, yet. good, good. Many thanks, Rob Lindsay. Rob Lindsay's television credits include Citizen Smith, My Family, right. and a star cameo in Ricky Gervais's extras. <laughs> okay, okay. My main, I've got a slight issue here, Rob. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't actually pitched the ride, he's just said a name. So yeah. hang on, Rob, you've got to ask, we've got to do the work for you. Well, let's come at this from a different angle. Uh, he's a man after my own heart. You, you, you sow the seeds of inspiration and then you watch it grow as a collaborative effort. That's what he's done. Okay, Mark, you've you've got this Patreon. I, I, I guess you've been thinking of what how you could adapt it. Well, m- m- my thoughts were more focused on Paolo Di Canio. He's mm. such a controversial figure. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually know a, a football journalist. I can't I can't name him. He's 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 quite famous these days. Early on in his what is currently a 30-year career, still going, uh, early on he was sent to Italy to interview him and he was absolutely terrified. And he said of all the people he has ever interviewed in his career, Paolo Di Canio was the nicest, the most charismatic and the most generous. He he let him stay in his villa for like multiple nights. Yeah. Nothing was too much trouble. Uh and yeah, shortly after that he was then filmed giving a Nazi salute. And yeah, that's yeah. like the, I mean the, the stipulation the like, there, there was a lot of Nazi <laughs> memorabilia on the walls of the bedroom. <laughs> like in Father Ted. Yeah, I mean he he's got Benito Mussolini as a tattoo, hasn't he? He's openly yeah. said, I'm not uh, racist, I'm a fascist and he he openly admires Benito Mussolini. I mean he's a complicated guy. Yeah, I'm not sure we can have a giant statue of uh, Paolo Di Canio Sigiling, you know, we can't sort of pass this off like Wayne Hennessy. He calls it um, a Roman salute. So yeah. that's nice. That's nice, isn't it? The Romans were nice. The, an interesting fact that I didn't know about his early years, which I think should be incorporated into this roller coaster somehow. When he was very young, he was totally addicted to fizzy drinks. Right. And his nickname was, I can't pronounce this properly, but Paloca, which is a slang term meaning lard ball. He, he was fat, not neat, and he had to wear orthopedic shoes. <laughs> <laughs> he had to wear orthopedic shoes. <laughs> and that's that's what his Wikipedia entry says. Yeah, yeah. And so he said, rather than hiding from all the bullying and the taunts he got for being such a a, a, a weird, uh, almost disabled child, he exercised like his life depended on it and became the person he is today. Which- 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. You know, there, there, there is something fascist inspirational about and yeah. aspirational and utterly fascist about it yes okay so uh, bearing that in mind what about a ride uh that is like a spinny sort of uh lots of capsules imagine the london eye but uh, but on its side and raised up so you've got um a big spinning wheel uh with pods that people can sit in and they shake up and down like the fizzy drink and they go in and out pushing pulling pushing pulling going round and round but inside uh it's uh Lightly fascist wallpaper. Lightly, what, what's fascist light look like in interior design? <laughs> very classical um, Roman, uh, sort of very straight lines and uh, lots of pictures of eagles. When you say orthopedic shoes, are they uh, are they built up shoes or are they s- sort of supported arches? What what are we? Because there's, there's a whole range. There's a, there's a whole range, and it's not specified. But I I want the funniest ones. It 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 does say he was knock kneed, so the orthopedic shoes are probably more the kind of frame thing like polio victims had. Yeah, in, in or you know you ago. get orthopedic shoes in the back of um, sort of Sunday supplements, don't you? And they're the sort of beige plastic ones that you know for and you, old you, people. You get to a certain age and you look at them and think, mm, they look comfy. Yeah, and you can wear. <laughs> on them they're completely you don't have to worry about your bowels you yeah. can piss all over that leather because it's not leather it's plastic yeah well I, I was gonna say i feel like we've we've been quite harsh on him and, and i would like in the interest of balance i would like to to redress that a little bit uh a couple of things spring out like uh he did score what is probably 
the greatest goal ever in the history of the Premier League. His goal against Wimbledon for West Ham in it was 2000. All right. is, it was a it's good pre- goal. It's pretty good. Yeah. He showed amazing sportsmanship. Again, whilst at West Ham, uh, if you remember, they were playing Everton, both vying for the winning goal, and in the dying seconds, De Canio shunned an opportunity to score by catching the ball from a cross because he noticed the Everton goalkeeper was writhing around in agony. Now, yeah. now, if he'd nodded that home, no one would have blamed him, but he felt it was the wrong thing to do. Well, the, well that's the springy ride of it. That's the aspect. It would be, um, you know, it, you, okay, so you'd, uh, maybe it's a vertical ride where up at, you've got heaven and hell kind of thing. You've got an imagining, so you're you're constantly springing upwards and downwards like a, a shaken can of fizzy drink. So you're in a capsule and you're going up, up, down, up, down, up, down between these two mm. sort of the lofty ideals of scoring a brilliant goal against Wimbledon and, and, and the more um, controversial aspects such as pushing a referee over onto his bottom and making him look silly uh, in well, the consequence, and also doing the odd salute here and let's there. Let's address that referee pushing thing. Do you know what most likely happened on that day is that Paul Alcott forgot his boots and Paolo Di Canio being the lovely, squeaky clean, nice, lovely man that he is, lent mm. him his orthopaedic shoes. Those beige, plastic, old lady orthopaedic shoes. He went, here you are, Paul. And then halfway through the game... That he blew up for a foul, and Paolo went over. What is it? What is it, Paul? He put his hand on him. Mm. Just that was enough to throw him off balance and go down like an old lady. Paolo Di Canio is actually quite small, isn't he? I always thought he was quite. He's three foot one. So can we make this a really small? Not you know. I'm sorry, uh, Rob. This has kind of evolved into essentially a very small um, fizzy drink going up and down. Um, <laughs> some. <laughs> some kind of scaffolding uh, being shaken. Uh, it could have an arm attached to it to kind of at least give a nod that it's that it's Ticanio because people will immediately know that. And and maybe sometimes it's how it goes up and down. You know, if you imagine that, just a can in a hand, maybe, maybe up to the elbow, just going up and down, up and down. And then every now and then it goes forward and then back. And that's, <laughs> right. the, that's the pushing. <laughs> just right, a bit more okay. agitation if that can. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't really do justice to someone who, on a good day, totally lit up the Premier League. Could it just be a vending machine? Uh, It's just a Paolo Di Canio uh, vending machine where you basically put your pound in a slot and and it's it's a statue of uh, Paolo Di Canio (laughs) and he's got his arm up in a Roman salute and he picks up a fizzy drink and then he brings it up, down, up, down, shakes it forward and back and like each... Each like uh, on his hand are various uh, video highlights of his life reflecting each up and down motion. So down would be managing Swindon, yeah. up slightly higher managing Sunderland, <laughs> down further the uh, the fascism thing um, until he gives you the robot gives you your fizzy drink and it's completely undrinkable. Very good. When the robot gives it to you, he touches you lightly and you respond. If you like him, you stay upright. If you don't like him, you do a very theatrical fall over. Okay, all in favour of Rob Lindsay's Springeri ride, say aye. Three, two, one. Aye. Aye. Well done, Thanks, Rob. Rob. Congratulations. Well done, Rob. Young man, we're building football land. I said, young man, we could do with a hand. I said, young man, do you understand you could get in on this Head on to P-A-T-R-E-O-N-L-P 
think we will talk about it anyway. You need to head on to P-A-T-O. Chuck in a couple of pound with back your thoughts all around and it might just make our day. Send us your ideas at patreon.com forward slash footballland. Thank you. Okay. So, guys, this is chance yep. if you want to go faster, right? Ooh. So, you know, you know, scream if you want to go faster. Whenever you're at a fairground on a, it's usually a pirate ship, isn't it? Like the galleon or the waltzers, yes. the guy controlling the ride says into the microphone, "Scream if you want to go faster." And yeah. I, I, do you know what? I don't actually ever know if that actually does anything. No, well, so no, no, I you... don't know if the bloke controlling the ride has the actual capabilities in the control room to actually make it go quicker i'm sure he just presses a button and it and the machine works like you know when you're in a supermarket with a kid's peppa pig car mm. you, you know you put a quid in and it just goes for about 45 seconds and then you've lost your quid like i'm sure that is the same sort of concept as your pirate ships of this world i mean it would you're, be great if those things in supermarkets had another level <laughs> that would be scream if you want to go faster four-year-old um so yeah no so so this ride right it yeah. do, no it takes the concept but it actually if you scream if you chant you actually mm. do go faster right so the match day experience that fans will know and love up and down the country is reflected in this ride so it's a ride that rewards the volume of its riders and it's competitive okay yeah it's based on your classic pirate ship and there's two of them they're both next to each other okay yep. and they're going the same direction so they're like parallel to each time. other at the same time Ooh. and one of them is the home fans and the other is for the away fans right how do we how do we know that is one sort of smaller they have to sit in the back of the galleon and so it's a tiny allocation. It's sort of maybe one eighth. The galleon's one eighth full, and that's the away team. It's it's not one eighth full. It's one eighth the size. So you've got uh, one galleon yeah. is a lot smaller than the other, but that's going to be ridden yeah. on by you know your hardcore ultra yeah, chanty fans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So the louder you chant, the more the more noise you make as a group, the higher and faster your pirate ship will go. Okay, you get yeah. extra power as well by inventiveness of your chants, and in Ooh. fact, any chance that diss the opposing galleon will cause theirs to slow down. All right. So. How uh, so? I was with you on the volume because that's yeah. quite easy. A microphone and a little yeah, yeah. kind of meter can see that indicate you know indicate that. What? How? Who is? Is it? A, is it a machine? A robot or a human um, that's judging? It's a human in the control booth who'll be judging um, inventiveness of chance. Yeah. Also, it's unlikely that you'll be able to stand up in the home galleon, and we all Ooh. know that chanting is louder when you stand up. The away galleon. Uh, it's not as heavily policed. You're not really allowed to stand up in your in your away galleon, but people do. And yeah. therefore, you know, although it's one eighth of the size, they do have about parity in volume and noise. And certainly they're going to be better than the home galleon on inventiveness of chance. Although I don't know yeah. how that would work because you'd probably have to get as a group together beforehand and get your inventiveness of chance going. How does it work? Yeah. I've always wondered. Uh, well, I remember a documentary about uh, Money and I and uh, there was this, uh, they, they showed footage of this 
pub in like Stratford, like a guy on a piano and everyone round him. And he was like, right, what about this one about Ryan Giggs? Here he goes, Ryan Giggs, Ryan Giggs. And I think that is how 90% of their chants actually, right. uh, actually did get invented. George Formby is responsible yeah. for all the chanting of <laughs> the Stratford Inn. With a ukulele, yeah. Right, so the idea of this is to do a full loop. Once, which, once you've done a full loop, that's the highest level you can achieve. The ride ends there and then, and it's 1-0, and that's it. It's always 1-0. Oh. <laughs> that might <laughs> diminish some of the uh, inventiveness and, and volume of the celebrations. Yeah. Uh, people know it's only ever going to be a 1-0. <laughs> well, the, it's, yeah. it's sort of going to be like a, a hybrid-esque um, atmosphere, which was, was known for not being very... Uh, Vociferous. Aren't we in danger of uh, getting kind of people clubbing together, coming up with amazing chants and projecting at volume such that they get on, they instantly do a loop and it's over within seconds? Uh, well, I'd like to see that. I'd like to. I'd certainly yeah. like to see the the quickest loop achieved, and that could go on the leaderboard. So yeah, why not? I once um, worked on a Channel Five uh, sort of choir competition show, um, and that sounds that was uh, you know it was judged <laughs> by uh, Emma Bunton and right. the guy from Blue. Uh, you know, that was very successful because you've all heard of it, and yeah. um, it's kind of like that. You know, they all get together beforehand, and they're all out there harmonising. Yeah. <laughs> They're on the pub going, Ryan Giggs, Ryan Giggs, Ryan Giggs. <laughs> We've got George Formby from Anthony's uh, Fantasy. Imagine some really angelic looking <laughs> choir boys all clubbing together. My old man said, be a city fan. I said, fuck off, bollocks, you're a... On, on your point of what if one team like spend ages working on a chant before and they go full loop the loop, when you queue up for this, it's going to be very hard to queue up in a massive group and all be on the same song sheet, literally, mm. um, beforehand. And obviously... Um, uh, the people who work there are going to identify singing like singers and non-singers beforehand so they can get them into the away away ship and the oh, home yeah, this ship. This is where I get a bit confused. This is where mm. I am a bit confused. It, it, it starts to get a, a, a touch con- contrived. There's a lot of queue organisation <laughs> going yeah. on. And the, the other question I had slightly was um, was around the, the fact that all of the chants have to be um, ship-related. <laughs> well, they don't. Um, they, so don't. Like, they, they can be like, you could you pick know, someone out on the galleon, opposing ship. Your galleon, your galleon is fucking shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, <laughs> yeah, that's great though, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, it's just a bit weird. Like, there are all going to be Navy references like, oh, your man of war is, is inferior, you know what I mean? Okay, okay, what about, say, scale model recreation of an away... Uh, stand in a famous football ground. If and that's the case, I, then I definitely want stewards uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, what, untethered. On the ride, trying to yeah, sit I people want down. stewards untethered in <laughs> the home and slash stand, uh, and they should be working really hard yeah. to kind of try and sit people down, but are completely ineffectual. And, and they're not tethered at all, so if it goes upside down and stays there, they will fall out. 100%. The away stand should be on a shorter sort of string or whatever, however it's tethered to the pivoty thing, uh, so it's slightly higher, so the away fans can sort of throw things down or yeah. spit onto the spit home fans. On, yeah. That's, that's, that's essential. And they should have like a an alcohol policy that is barely policed in the away stand. Yeah, there should be a very especially. skinny man 
um, <laughs> with a with a with a very obviously fake large belly full of beer that everybody is taking sort of sips out of his belly from a pipe. Um, or there should be like a small child uh, with a sort of Thomas the Tank Engine backpack. Uh, yeah. With the, the, you kind of you open it up and there's a six pack of um, you know extra strength lager in. Rather than have them parallel, what about if they're facing each other and it becomes you've just got to kick the other galleon to pieces? Well, I think what's traditionally is normally they're, they're at a very awkward angle, so you actually have to face away from the game. Oh. So if anything, if the home stand could keep sort of moving away, so wherever the so maybe it's rather than just on a on a linear pivot going backwards and forwards, it's actually going round and round. So the away fans are having to keep turning around and pointing, uh, paying no attention to whatever direction they're actually supposed to. I do to be like the, the 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 yeah, intimacy of uh, facing each other because you always get that where like someone in the in the away stand um, like physically points at someone another individual in the home stand. Yeah. In you know. Uh, and directs You're their going abuse, to get it after you know, this if, exactly. if we weren't kept straight in the ground up. afterwards yeah, and then yeah, immediately put on a bus. Meet me on, uh, you know, the dual <laughs> carriageway uh, by the services. So, yeah, I think it's a Costa. Yeah, meet me in the car park there, you coward. Um, yeah, so, so I quite like the intimacy of that. Right, okay, let's have a vote on that. I, I'm very confident this is going to make it, but uh, here we go. Um, all in favour of chance, if you want to go faster, say aye. Three, two, one, aye. Aye. Oh, I'm relieved. Thank Brilliant. you. Well, congratulations. Your boat's shit and you know it is 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 your boat 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 shit Your boat shit Your boat's really shit One nil what a week! What a week! What a lovely, what a, what a <laughs> lovely, lovely that was. That was a that was a, a gamut, a range. Mm, yeah. It was quite a foodie one, wasn't it? Quite a foodie one. We had some drink and we had some food, yeah. and then we had uh, some shouting, some fighting, and then we threw it all up on the uh, channel. If you want to go faster, <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Lovely. All right then. Well, let's uh, let's disband. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.